All right, everybody, welcome to Discovering Multifamily. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato. And today we have a very special guest with us, uh, David Richer with uh, Simple CFO Solutions. Uh, he helps real estate investors make and, and keep more money. So we definitely want to hear from his experience in the real estate investing world and, and what he's up to now and what he's uh, bringing to the table for uh, new investors uh, and also experienced investors who are you know, like myself included, frustrated sometimes with trying to keep track of your 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 books and trying to keep on top of leasing. And, and especially if you have a very small team, it's hard to do um, everything and, and make sure everything's kind of kind of tight knit. So um, David here is to, you know, essentially provide value and um, understand if, if the real estate investments are uh, making sense and, and are profitable and interpreting numbers and um, we want to hear him talk about his simple system implementation to uh, increase and prioritize um, the profits so we can be uh, less stressed. So definitely want to hear from David's experience and, and what he's up to now and what he has to offer to our business. So thanks for coming on, David. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. So you want to tell us about your company, Simple CFO? Sure. So before I dive into my company, I've been in the investing space probably since I was 19, so probably about 10 years now, where I bought my first house, put you know, fixed it up, fixed and flipped it, lived in it, and then rent owned it eventually, and that was a home run deal. So I had super tenant paid early and then cashed me out, so I was hooked, and then I had more rentals that I acquired, and then I sold them because I moved uh, to be closer to family, and then I sold all those. And then during that time that I was building my own little rental portfolio as part of a company where we were doing about 30 deals a month between wholesaling, fix and flipping, renting. So I got to sit in every seat in that company. So from acquiring properties to selling them, property management, project management, the accounting side, and transaction coordination, everything. So I got to get a fully immersed in the real estate investing space. So that was an awesome education. So I took that and... I really saw a need in the on the financial side, just investors not knowing their numbers. And that's why I started Simple CFO. I'm not an accountant or CPA or anything like that. I literally can dive into, I speak, I speak that language though. I can understand the accounting side and I can understand CPAs, but I understand real estate investors too. So I try and break it down very simply. So like, here's what you're making. Here's what the numbers are really telling you here, especially in the multifamily space, or if you're in a passive investor, do you know if your investments are actually doing well? You might have a check coming in, but what does that check represent? Or what, you know, like what does the money that you're getting really represent? Are you getting the best bang for your buck from, and what, can you read the reports that the people are sending you to? If you've got a property manager and have you sat down with them and said, hey, hey explain these reports to me. So that's kind of what I do in the real estate space a lot is I help people know where they stand. So that way you can have control and power over saying, okay, these are my numbers. And I either need to fix something or they're going well. And how do we keep them chugging along like they are? So that's my main priority with Simple CFO is putting that power back into investors' hands. And I also implement Profit First too. That If you haven't read that book by Mike Michalowicz, it's a whole system for managing your cash flow. So it's setting up bank accounts and distributing that income as it comes in across different bank accounts so you're saving for taxes at the end of the year if you owe any as an investor and 
the different things like that. So I, I implement that system in real estate investing businesses also. So that's in a nutshell what Simple CFO helps real estate investing businesses do. Awesome. So I kind of want to focus a little bit on the taxes. So you mentioned that a lot of real estate investors, sometimes they might not even have a, a W-2. And then all of a sudden when tax time comes in April, whoa, I got this huge tax bill to okay. pay when they're never withholding their income that they generated along the way. Um, so as part of your company provide services in terms of almost planning, like a comprehensive plan for exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we help people make sure that they're setting up a plan based on their business and their income and like what they're, what we can project or what we think will be their taxes and making sure, honestly, one of the biggest pieces that we, we help people with is that accountability, making sure his income comes in, it goes into that account, it stays in that account and you really don't use it for anything but that. And you're making sure, cause at the end of the year, like you said, a lot of people just say, Oh, I got to go do another deal. Or I got to buy another rental or I got to refinance something to get this money. So that way I can pay the taxes or I got to put my taxes off or, you know, or do a payment plan or whatnot. So that's one of the things that we help with is making sure you have the money that, that you need when you need it. So besides uh, taxes being a major pain point for real estate investors, uh, active or passive, uh, what else have you seen being a major pain point recently with your customers? Well, cash flow for sure. Just knowing where they stand, knowing where their what their assets and liabilities really are. Like, what do they own? What do they owe? And like, what what are those true numbers? And then getting a steady rhythm too. If you're a passive investor, it might be a little bit easier to get like, okay, this is the income I know is coming in, and these are the out the outflowing, you know, the outflows that I have going out, my expenses. But then. If you're a fix and flipper or something, then that it's going to be more sporadic depending on if you've got a full-fledged operation or if you're just doing one or two at a time. So it's really helping investors know, you know, like, okay, what is their cash flow? And if you, if you manage a flip and then it sells, obviously you need to make sure that you can sustain your business until the next flip sells. So I would say another big pain point is that cash flow and just knowing, knowing your numbers and then knowing how to manage that money as it comes in, whether it's rental and it's pretty consistent or if it's fix and flip or something like that and can be inconsistent. Got it. And, and how surprised are you when you meet with business owners, whether they're, I know you're specifically uh, targeting the real estate industry, um, but in, you know, for real estate companies, I guess like you said, cash flow is key. Um, are there, is there, is there anything else that kind of sticks out to you that people kind of put to the wayside or not? not put to the wayside, but don't really have, it's almost like a real time perspective. It's in, right. in the back of your mind, you know, like you said, this is going to close, this is going to refi, but they haven't really wrote it down on paper. And um, is there anything else? Having a good bookkeeping system. And I say the word system, because if you're, if you're a small time operation and you're a mom and pop and you can do it yourself, if you're doing it, if you are doing it yourself, you know, and you have a small time operation type thing and make sure it's kept up to date. But then if you're farming it out to someone, make sure they know what they're doing. And not only that, that they can give you that stuff more on a weekly basis, especially during we're right now we're in the middle of that COVID or maybe hopefully near the tail end, hopefully, but we're still in the middle of all that. So right now it should be at least weekly that you would need your numbers. And for some people they can have it updated on a daily basis, but having a good bookkeeping system 
working with that with either yourself or with someone that is on your team or like that you're outsourcing to to make sure that you're getting those numbers you need because without knowing those you don't really know where you stand and what your cash balances are if the money that's in your account is really yours so it's making sure that you know that and having a good system for that bookkeeping so that way you know what exactly is yours would be another thing that in real time you would want to have at, at your fingertips basically for sure um no that makes a lot of sense so in in your experience um is there you know do the smaller companies have a better handle on their bookkeeping because a lot of the times they have a bookkeeper that they have on staff or you know whether it's just a two-person or one-man show they do the bookkeeping themselves and you know they're kind of a sole proprietor so to speak um is it have you seen the smaller companies harder or easier to work with than the larger companies or are the larger companies you know also need help but or i guess what 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 have you been seeing needs the most help in terms of a size standpoint i wouldn't even say it's a size thing it's more the owner's perspective on finances if they hate finances then they probably don't have someone dedicated to that portion or even if they do have someone dedicated like a bookkeeper they don't know what they're looking at so they don't know if they're doing it correctly or incorrectly so i've had some smaller companies where it's a where it's easy because the owner knew finances and they knew what they were needing and it was like okay we can work with this and we can get this up to date i've had some people where they haven't done taxes for a long time you know or like they haven't or they don't know their numbers or they don't have their bookkeeping up to date and it's a small time operation where i've had a big time operation where they they knew their numbers that and they knew all of that and they just needed some help with planning so it, honestly in my opinion it's what priority does the owner place on it because i've had smaller companies where it's not a priority bigger companies and those are always the messiest ones because even like i said they had someone in that finance seat doing the bookkeeping for for them or for themselves if they didn't like it or they didn't really know what they were looking at it usually gets out of hand so that was that's one big thing that i see is it's really the owner's perspective and at the end of the day it's not what you make it's what you keep so it's like having someone that's knowledgeable in that that finance seat is really important because that's at the end of the day you're you're going out there buying rentals or you're fixing houses or wholesaling whatever you're doing you want to be able to say at the end of the day that you made money so and not just made it but that you kept it so that and that way you were actually able to use it on what you wanted to and that's why you don't want to pour a bunch of money on the top line income and then just have it go right back out the door on your expenses. So that's why having someone in that seat providing you up-to-date information is, is really super important. And that's what, with the people that I work with, they finally see that it, it finally clicks when they have those numbers in front of them. Either it's telling them like, hey, this is a horror story and we need to turn this thing around or, or like, hey, we're actually doing pretty well. And you know, like now we actually have those numbers in order to be able to plan and to be able to grow the business. So I'd say it, it doesn't matter the size of the business. It's the owner's perspective on finances. Yeah. And, and it's pretty refreshing once, especially for a smaller company, once they have an idea yeah. of, you know, what they're actually keeping and um, right. on a monthly basis or on a yearly basis when they have an idea in their head, but it's not really finalized on paper and they might be surprised or they might be um, sad. So, but right. either either way or the other, it definitely clears your mind and um, gets you to the to the right uh, next steps. Right. Um, and and so in terms of any other important services from a financial perspective for real estate investors, 
um, and, and what you're kind of overseeing for them. Is there any, I guess, what, what, what are the most common mistakes like in terms of, let's say for commercial real estate investors, um, a lot of them, including myself, do cost segregation studies and other studies to, um, you know, have a, a, a better financial impact, whether that's from taxes or, um, you know, we, you know, decreasing water expenses, putting, you know, uh, a whole new water infiltration system to, to help with that, switching out toilets, et cetera. Do you also, like, what do you see, do you see a lot of owners thinking about that or are they always just thinking of, um, you know, how, how they can just, here's the income of the property, here's the expenses and that's it, you know? Right. Like, yeah. That's, that's usually the biggest mistake I see. They don't even know sometimes about that on that side, you know, like being able to actually lower their tax liability significantly by, by doing a cost segregation or just looking at the numbers strictly from what they're getting in from their property manager or whatnot, and not even digging into that. Cause like, okay, how profitable is that unit? Or do they have a good system to be able to track that and see what, how profitable you really are per unit? Cause that some people we've gone through that with, and then they're like, well, this whole, this whole portfolio here, or this whole, you know, this whole building really isn't that profitable. It's just everything else has been carrying it. So I thought I was okay. But then if you would have taken that one out or try and sell it, then your whole, you would have been more profitable just from not having that. So it's like being able to analyze the different, really analyze what each thing is coming in and, and what properties you have and what's the bottom line profit per per unit and like per either building or per portfolio that you have and that you've acquired. Got it. Are there any property management slash accounting softwares that you would recommend to um, real estate investors, particularly in the multifamily space? In the multifamily space, I work with just for clarification, I do work with a lot of single family investors where they're buying a lot of those, but then for the, so for the, on that side of things, they're using Appfolio or Buildium. Those are the one property management softwares on that side. And that's really what I have the most interaction in is probably Appfolio. Cause even before I jumped into this full time, I would like, what, like I was saying, when I worked back then going through the trenches, that was one of the softwares we used and we really liked it. And, and I know that they have the multifamily capability too on Appfolio. They, they're, they were almost like the Cadillac of the, the property management softwares. I know there's Yardy too. My dad actually a long time ago worked in downtown Chicago managing two high-rise apartment buildings, you know, a thousand units in total. And they used Yardy back then and they liked it for a thousand units. But I think that's overkill if, if you don't have that many or if you don't have a staff dedicated to using that system. So I, there, there's definitely the ones that are for the bigger multifamilies for sure. Is there one that you have a preference using and one, one that you can recommend if you had to break it down between unit size? So if let's say there's a, a newer operator that has 25 units and then middle market, you know, 150, you know, 150 to 300. And then, like you said, you already kind of the 500 and plus. Right. Like yeah. That, I'd say the yardie is probably on the bigger size. Then I would say Appfolio is probably that intermediate one in between where if you had 50 or more units, because I think they have a starting, you have to have at least 50 units, so that one. But then Buildium, I don't think has a minimum. So I might recommend that one for the smaller or just you know using some of these other, there's other ones that are really good too, because there's um, 
there's cozy and there's some things that are even free with some of those things that integrate with some of the, the like with like a podio system or uh, some CRMs that might have that capability. If you're really small and you're not quite there yet, you might even want to manage it on Google sheets or something. Like if you're, if you're that small and just getting started, just so that way you've got at least something, I will say the biggest mistake is not tracking anything. So if you don't have anything set up, at least get something in place like a Google Sheet or a simple CRM that you can implement. But I'd say for those lower, those lower end ones, maybe Buildium or for the, the less tiers, either Buildium or something that you set up yourself, one of those other CRMs, then probably Appfolio for the middle and then Yardiers or something like that for, for the larger ones for more units. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Awesome, David. How can people find you? SimpleCFOSolutions.com. On there, it's got right on the front page, you, it says you can take the instant health assessment that comes to me too, and that way we could get connected and then we can schedule a meeting. So you can go on there. I did write a, a book too for real estate investors, very small book. I did it on Audible too, so because I know that a lot of real estate investors don't have time to just sit down and read a book. So you can find that on Amazon. Or if you've listened to this podcast, I give it away for free too for when I come on podcasts. It's lessstressmoreprofit at gmail.com. If you email that email address, it sends you an ebook and the audio version for free. So if you go there, you can get that, that book. And that Because if you don't see any need for the services, that at least gives you some baseline to start off with and just some ideas to get, your, get yourself started and hopefully provide some value. Awesome. And for our listeners, links to... What David just mentioned will be in the comments section of the podcast and also on iTunes. Um, if you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and uh, give us a, a good rating and review. It really helps my ranking and, and David's exposure as well. Um, David, really appreciate you coming on the show here and, and talking about all this uh, good, important information we all need to hear today. And uh, look forward to having you on again, uh, hopefully pretty soon. Awesome. Well, I appreciate being on. All right. Excellent, David. Thank you. Thank you.